0: that a guy welcome to the podcast big day today big NFL day NFL week two and a bubble week uh, and Eagles Rams one o'clock and uh, kicking off in about three hours so uh, looking forward to that prediction Rams 31 Eagles 21 and uh, we sink to zero and two and the city sinks into complete despair is my prediction for the day. Don't want that to happen, but did not see much by Carson Wentz in the offensive line last weekend. And I really have no indication that things could turn around. But that's why we watch. We'll see. Go birds. But I don't have a good feeling about today. Today is Sunday, September 20th, 2020. Welcome. The other night I was on the back deck and uh, uh, admittedly a couple cocktails and it was dark out and uh, I started to get hammered by mosquitoes. So I went inside to grab a can of Off and it was dark uh, in the garage and I, I came back out to the deck and was about to spray it onto my legs and shins when I realized, hey, wait, this, this isn't Off. This is Raid. This is a can of Raid. I really, in the moonlight, I saw the color of the can. It was purple, and I thought, "Wait, what? Uh, that that would have kept the Mmm. Hush up! Just put some Raid on it. That'll keep the bugs off. It's just, and it would keep. It would strip my leg hair as well. I imagine spraying some Raid and probably strip the couch cushions on the deck furniture. But sometimes deet isn't enough for me. I need to up my deet. Because I'm the type that mosquitoes are attracted to. I understand why from their perspective, but don't use raid in that situation, folks. Got the cocktails, though, at the pizza shop around our house. Uh, And when I was in there, a dude forgot his mask, and he pulled out a credit card and put that in front of his face. That was his mask, his credit card. He just kind of vented the COVID down when he spoke. He used it as like a a Boba Fett sort of venting situation. I think it was a credit card. It may have been a library card. I don't know. And nor do I know which one is more effective, a credit card or a library card, or maybe a blockbuster card. I don't know. Back to work, uh, which means I had to abandon my uh, Dungeons & Dragons pursuits. Folks, that required so much mental capacity uh, that I couldn't actually hold down a job and understand Dungeons & Dragons at the same time. So I had to make a choice, a Sophie's choice here. So I went with the job um, because I couldn't hold all that information and and be an effective human. It's like when they portray 1980s Dungeons & Dragons, dorks is always like, huh, what, what's going on? Like it really is that way. Because you can't function and know the rules at the same time. So we'll see. It's still set up. Maybe I'll play, but I think... you know, I'm gonna, i got to break it down soon because it's all over this one table in the basement. And I was thinking about we've got this uh, cleaning lady, a, a Russian woman. And there's a bit of a language barrier between the two of us. We don't communicate that in depth. And what does she think when she sees this board that I've set up downstairs when she's cleaning the basement? A board that has uh, very demonic looking cards. It has a, a, a figurines of dragons and... Uh, cards containing blood and stuff. I think it must look to her that I'm trying to conjure Satan in the basement. I imagine that's probably her thinking. She probably sprinkles some holy water on the table after she vacuums past it. (sighs) Let me tell you about my dog, Lucy. I know I've mentioned her previously every episode because, you know, she's just that good. She deserves her own show, folks. A competing show maybe Um, and she uh, she taught herself a new trick that's how good she is we don't even have to teach her tricks anymore she's kind of self directed she just levels up on her own she wasn't eating breakfast or or dinner and we started to get concerned and uh, after a couple days of this uh, here's what I came to learn she taught herself this trick she stopped eating if we weren't eating as well. In other words, she would only eat her breakfast or her dinner the moment we sat down to eat our dinner and breakfast. Isn't that unbelievably classy of her? Unbelievably empathetic? She's great. These are very healthy dogs, these lab pit bull mixes. You bring them to the vet and the vet's always like, she's good, nothing, she's good. Lucy's like, she's built like a thumb there's nothing you can break on her. She's just like, she, again, no, no feelings, just a thumb. And they're very loyal, these dogs. Um, now, I walk her, feed her, and do all sorts of hanging out with her, but it's my wife she'll defend to the death. She's I, My wife is her special person. Lucy's unbelievably loyal. And if I play around with my wife and like grab her or something... My, uh, Lucy, grrr So we realize, ooh, Lucy will protect her no matter what. So now we do this loyalty game where I have to pretend to hit my wife. And Lucy grrr, growls and attacks at me. Bites me. She doesn't bite me. She knows it's a game, but we call it the domestic game. Which is not really, it's not really a great, I don't encourage anyone to play this game. And I do wonder what the neighbors think when they walk by and see the silhouette of me every night after dinner raising a hand to my wife. Playing the domestic game. Yeah, he was at it again last night. The the, the neighborhood gossip and scuttlebutt. Ish, I saw him. He had his hand. Raised. Even the dog jumped in too. I saw through the. I was looking through the window the other night. She doesn't seem too tagged up though. Uh, she must do some good bobbin weaving or some rope a dope there. Uh, but. I don't. I don't like playing this game. My wife is always like, "Let's go ahead, go ahead. Let's see what Lucy does." But I don't think it's. Uh, I don't want her to think of me as an abuser. <sighs> she's a. Someone said, "Oh, a lab, a lab, uh, pitbull mix." She is. She's a pitador. Oh, that's cute. You have a pitador. I had never heard that term before. I don't think that's how it works with these with these rescue pit bulls. You know, there wasn't like selective breeding. It she, she's not purposely a lab in a pit. It's not like a golden doodle. She's just she came into existence because two two homeless dogs banged in an alley in Atlanta. That's her. That's her breed. <laughs> A pitted door. It just feels a little pretentious, doesn't it? It's just, look at my pitted door. <sighs> she was found in an alley in Atlanta with 10 babies. And unfortunately, they all passed away due to parva, uh, puppy disease. Uh, so she had a, a rough a rough start, but she's having a great second half of her life. Well, we got her when she was two, so she's seven now, roughly seven. Which makes her 49 in dog years. We went camping a couple of weeks ago, and she slept over in the neighbors, and she was very concerned to sleep over. I said, you're a 49-year-old woman. You can sleep over someone's house, Lucy. You got this. And I was telling my wife about Or no, she was telling me about like dogs on uh, TikTok. There's this challenge where you say to a dog their favorite things and you watch the dog's head cock back and forth. So for Lucy, I would say, yeah, and then we went for a walk and then we had a treat and we had a snack and then we got in the car and you watched Lucy's head cock back and forth. That's her favorite um, Pavlovian buzzwords fly through the air. So in talking to my wife, I was saying, like, you know, what would it be if I did a story that only contained your favorite buzzwords? Like, and then we go for a bike ride and then we got Rita's and then we and, and I finished it and I named like 10 of her favorite things. And she was like, uh, we should get Rita's, though. <laughs> She's like, we we sh- I would get Swedish Fish Rita's right now. I was like, that was that was a trick for a dog. That was to show how kind of gullible a a dog's brain is. But now you want to get one of your favorite things. That was just a storytelling trick. So we ended up getting readers. I was caddying at a country club once. And uh, oh, once, I should say, maybe two or three years. This was my profession uh, in grade school and uh, early high school. And, um, one time, the golfer I was caddying for, he was a very wealthy, well-to-do man, and I was just a young boy, and he pulled out an apple, began to eat it, and said, up, caddy, can you hold my apple? So I was like, all right, I guess. And then he looked at me, and said, no, no, hold it, hold it by the stem, please. I still think about that. I had to hold it by the stem. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but getting getting back into work, teaching hundred percent online, which is it's draining. it's cyberly draining. I don't know you folks work on the computer all the time. Uh, I hear you. it's like it's a weird sort of time. not that I'm you know complaining. I know people have a much harder go than me of this whole pandemic, but it is, it is kind of tiring. and then you're trying to get back in the swing of work and I couldn't log into this one thing. And uh, I, I had, I didn't know my password essentially for this work platform. So that's the worst email, the email of shame. And you're like, "Hey, I forgot. Can you?" It just indicates that you really haven't checked out this work platform in in months. So, and I saw on the news that the Taliban is not doing attacks over. Last week there was a holiday they said they're gonna take like three days off of attacking uh people and I thought the Taliban, are we even doing that anymore? The Taliban can we not do that, the Taliban right now? We got like enough problems here at home. We got home we got we're just trying to take care of us here at home. We can't we'll do Taliban in a couple months. But we we have problems in this country. Please. Give us some time. Give us some space, Taliban. but um, well, we did go camping, and Lucy stayed at the neighbor's. And it was late at night, and I'm in the tent, and I just I felt like uh, an itch on my back. <laughs> Get the raid! And I just wanted to put raid all over myself. Now, I felt an itch on my back, and I turned to my wife, who's kind of almost asleep. I said, yo, can you... Uh, like check my back out for ticks. I feel like maybe I got something something doing here. And she's she's all tired, and she was just like, oh, you, you're good. It's not they can't ticks can't get under clothes. I said what? She said they can. The tick can't crawl under a shirt. <laughs> that was her medical advice. A she didn't need to look at it because I'm fine. And B ticks have an inability to crawl underneath a shirt. What kind of bullshit medical advice was she slinging? Imagine if your doctor said that. No, you're good. I don't even need to to look at it if it's a tick bite because it's not. Because no, they can't they can't get under clothing, so you should you should be fine. I slept with a belt on in the tent. My my kids were very. Very interested that I slept with a belt on. So that was one of our vacations, just getting away out into central Pennsylvania, north, I guess it would be a north central Pennsylvania area called World's End State Park, beautiful state park. Uh, And then we, you know, we've done some smaller trips because of COVID and not large uh, vacation plans, but you know, down the shore, up the mountains, I realize like everywhere I go around here, there's just, there's always like plumes of blunt smoke getting blown in my face. Like at the beach, people like Nexus just firing up a big blunt up the mountains, same deal. Like what? I feel like there's no laws anymore. Like this pandemic is causing the the erosion of some of the smaller laws. It's just people are brazenly firing up. I've had more blunt smoke in my face at the more at the Jersey Shore this summer than I did when I was in Jamaica a couple months ago. It's crazy. And I'm like, are my kids getting contact high here? Why does my older daughter suddenly want to listen to? She's like, Dad, do you, do you have Fish Chalk Dust Torture 1993 at the Man? I was like, what? Why do, why do they all, they both started listening to mid-tempo reggae. I'm like, bro, can you can you vent that blunt smoke a different way? Can you put a credit card over your mouth when you exhale that? My God. It's just a lot. I couldn't even imagine going to Sesame Place. I imagine that would be Sodom and Gomorrah at this point. But all the suburban laws are breaking down. And then I go to that pizza shop and get the cocktails because this is a new way that they're trying to recoup some money. They impl- they put these sort of mixers in there and they offer two uh, cocktails that uh, vary from weekend to weekend. So I got one. It was Bahama Mama and one called Four Loco. And uh, I had a sip and it was like, the alcohol percentage I would say was 98% maybe would be the alcohol percentage in it. It was just straight up illegal. It was like, "This is, is this a pizza shop or a speakeasy? It was like little prohibition level bathtub gin going on in these things. Again, this feels like you can't make a drink that strong and legally sell it, can you? But we got bigger problems. We got bigger problems right now. Than the liquor control board, making sure everyone's selling drinks that are on the up and up. This is brutal. Son, do you know why we pulled you over? Uh no. Uh you realize that this drink that you have in your head, it's it's ninety-eight percent. I don't drink and drive, and a pizza shop. You'll be happy now you can walk to it, <laughs> which you'd want to after a four loco. My goodness! So there's my recommendation to you: go go to the pizza shop and order one. The sad part was I got one, and then some some buddies came over, and uh, so I had to get a couple more to keep the party rolling and uh returning to the pizza shop a second time to get another drink it's just it, it's a bad look like the first time you pick up a pizza and get a drink sure but when you're just a solo guy roll them back and they're like hey are you here for pickup or deli- actually uh uh not pizza at all actually just another one of those drinks please actually uh, you know make it six cuz I'm I have people at home, so uh, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, Hey, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Integrity Wealth Management. They can help you with portfolio management, retirement planning, financial planning, estate planning, and services, life insurance, and wealth preservation strategies. Why don't you give them a call at 215 Six four three five nine eight, or visit their website at www.integritywealthmanagement.com. There, there you go. At a guy, Rams thirty one, Eagles twenty one, but I hope the birds pull it off. I went to the Eagles game last year. Eagles Bears Bears. Well, Dad, the thing about Polish sausages um and i was all you know uh it was my birthday gift so wife was driving i was hooting and hollering uh getting out of the parking lot and there were a couple bears fans and i was like the bears you know just giving it to them high off an eagle's win and then while exiting the parking lot the uh we got caught at a red light so they had a chance to like walk over and be like hey what were you saying i was like uh nothing really just you know it was a good game, though. I mean, you guys, you guys do have a good defense. And I just, I backed down to the five bear fans. Uh, I mean, what was I gonna do? What was I gonna do? But, and yeah, you know, I call up sports talk, talk about it. Here's my favorite sports talk caller. Have you ever noticed one that? Like, uh, they'll call Sports Talk, and they'll say, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? They'll ask the host this. What are you doing on Sunday? And the host is always like, uh, gets all cagey and weird. Uh, hey, I don't know, watching the game. The guy's like, you should come golfing with me and my cousin. You'd love him. He's fun. like, I like when Sports Talk uh, callers confuse the relationship of what Sports Talk radio is, like, you know, they want to meet on a personal level. The host is always like, "Ah, actually, ah, it's a great offer. I just actually, I can't." Some psycho wants to hang out with you. I am going to call sports talk and do some shtick. I think I might need to like invent a character. Like I used to do this when I was twelve years old. Call call sports talk radio and prank call it. Like, is this is this what life is? You get to 44 in your eyes, everything you did when you were 11. 10 was like probably your your most truest expression of yourself. I'm going to call up and talk Flyers. They just got bounced out of the playoffs about a week and a half ago. I did enjoy that bubble hockey. It was quite fun. Uh, and Flyers are a young team. And uh, I think they're going to go far. This would be my phone call. Yeah, first time a uh, long time. Before I get going, I'm gonna talk about Gritty. This is some context for you, the podcast listener. Not my phone call because people in Philly know Gritty, but if you don't, he is the Flyers mascot. He has googly Charles Manson eyes and he's very scary. And uh and we love him. So that's the Flyers mascot. But I would say that you know that I heard that the Flyers did have some trouble quarantining during that last playoff series. Um apparently Gritty Broke quarantine and swam to Monster Island. So uh, that was a real troubling news to come out of the hotel situation. Apparently, he swam there because he had a, a, a Tinder date with the Loch Ness Monster. Um, it's true. I mean, it was on TMZ, and there there was some paparazzi there. It's a shame he broke quarantine because just to get him in there required uh, like 57 vaccination shots alone uh, just to deem him somewhat acceptable within the bubble and they took his blood type a strange uh, giddy's blood type when they drew blood his blood type is pap's blue ribbon so i didn't even know that that could be a, a blood type but the doctor said that, like, fortunately, there is, there's a lot of people sharing that same blood type in the Philadelphia area, so it's kind of like a, a medical miracle, I guess, that there's a cluster of donors available, so, I mean, he was doing a good job of staying within, within, uh, the bubble. I saw him eating, they have a little chicken pizza within the bubble set up, and, uh, he, had uh, crab fries with raven sauce. So I didn't even know you could do that. But apparently, that raven sauce is available at the Cherry Hill location. So, that, and then frankly, that doesn't surprise me. But I guess it's keto. Gritty is like doing a, a keto thing. He also had uh, the bone broth that Tom Brady also uses in his diet. So I don't know. We'll see. I wish him luck. I don't know. I would say something like that on Facebook, on uh, on Sports Talk Radio. But I do wish Gritty luck, and uh, good luck with that date with the Loch Ness Monster. If you died, if you lived alone and you died, how long do you think it would take before someone broke down your door? How long? How important are you? How would? How much would you be missed? How essential are you? Where they're like, we have to find the body. We have to confirm if this person is dead. I think for me, if I lived alone, mm, two and a half weeks. There would definitely be a little bit of a stench, I think, at that point. Week one, nothing. I don't even know if anyone would notice. But like middle week two, things might start happening. My daughter is on a cheerleading team. And the other day, they pulled in a guy to give an inspirational speech. And this dude drove from like Scranton, I think, about three hours away to get down here to give this speech, this old head. And he started talking about how it's important to stick with your friends and stick up for your friends and always get your friends back. And then he does this pivot in the story. He goes, and when I was in college, I had a friend uh, who I always stuck behind his Behind him, and I uh, always supported him. And that that friend was Bill Cosby. I was, my daughter told me this. Story. I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, Dad. It got really weird. It all went silent." Dude is talking about the importance of supporting Bill Cosby. I was like, "Homie, I like the message, you know, to support your friends, but you need to switch up your example in this story." Because I don't know if you've been following your boy since you were friends with him in college. But, you know, some stuff went down. You ever buy food at the Home Depot? I was there the other day trying to get something for the house. And and I couldn't find it, but I was starving. So I just, I just checked out uh, and I just had uh, a Slim Jim and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos was the only thing I purchased. She said, do you want to use your Home Depot card? I said, yes. Yes, I do. I also bought food at the thrift store once. <laughs> they had this little little stand of individual bags of chips. I think I bought two of them. I'm a sucker for a good chip. But that's probably, probably not where you should buy food. I had a friend back in the day. He worked uh, for a company which I think is now defunct. I hope it is because I don't want to talk about them if they're still around. It was a carpet cleaning company and it was called Heaven's Best Carpet Cleaning and the image on the side of the van was an angel pushing a buffer. It was an angel with the wings and the halo just pushing a buffer back and forth. Weird. Christian marketing. In, In the home improvement genre. Like there's this HVAC truck around here. It's Christian HVAC and it says something. Oh God, I forget the pun. It's like, we'll give you the word and the truth or something. There's, there's these little puns on how their work is more honest than the average heathen. This is a weird, like gray area of church and state, isn't it? When you're, public business has a religious spin on it, <sighs> but I'll always, I'll always remember heaven's best cleaners, I gotta go, I got football to watch, um, but I'll leave you with this, my wife was like, uh, she, I did something, she's like, what, what would happen if I wasn't around, or if I wasn't here, how would you raise the kids, like, what would you do? Because admittedly, I'm more of the philosopher from a thousand feet uh, than some of the hands-on. Although I do a lot of a lot of the driving and everything, but then I'm rambling here. The the point of the story is, I said, what would I do if I raised them? I said, first of all, we wouldn't sign up for anything, and you know, we would just vibe. We would just vibe. Both kids looked up. They were like, "Hmm, that kind of sounds interesting. That sounds kind of good." Hey, folks, have a great Sunday. Uh, let's hopefully uh, those Eagles will defy my prediction and win today. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, complaints? Brian Francis Podcast at Outlook.com. Take care, folks. Bye bye.